Welcome back. Episode 3, Broken Boney, hosted by yours truly, AJ Metzen. This podcast is now available on all streaming platforms. So anywhere you can find uh, a podcast, you can hear my dumbass talk for 20 or 30 minutes. I'm in a great mood, if you can't tell. NFL's back for the first time ever. NBA playoffs are going on in September. It's fall, my absolute favorite season. There's a cold breeze. In context, for the last five months, I lived in a sweatshop, and I'm not being dramatic. It was ridiculous. It was like 30 degrees every day. I was dying just to cope with the heat. Often days, I would take like three or four cold showers, and I would find myself sweating, drying off from the cold showers. So I was going a little bit insane for sure. I was cuddling a fan. My best friend loved it to death. But with all that, school's back. The grind is here. I'm not mad. I'm not happy. You know, I'm, I'm... it's put me back into a schedule. It's brought me back to reality. Like I have responsibilities, assignments now, things I haven't had in the last five months. Can't remember the last time I had a reason to wake up for anything super important other than uh, my buddies texting me to hop on Call of Duty. It's going to be an adjustment though. I mean, I've already had two classes. I have five for the semester, three 8 a.m.s, which is absolutely brutal. I'm nocturnal. I like going to bed at 2 a.m. I get everything done at midnight. I will clean my room swiffer. My roommates probably hate me for it, but it's the way I am. Getting up, not my strong suit. Three classes on Friday, not ideal. Would have never chosen it if you know I had the option to pick anything different, but they're all uh, program-specific courses, so didn't really have an option. It's been uh, a bit of an adjustment, but we're getting back into the swing of things. I'm, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not that mad, but it is what it is. Yesterday, I wake up, 7.30 a.m., didn't hit the snooze button, pat myself on the back for that. Go to Tim Hortons, get nice coffee. You know, I'm trying to like wake up, get get ready for the day, be on class, be on time for class. So 8 a.m., pen and paper ready at the desk, roll into class. I guess you could say on Zoom. There's like 20 or 25 of us. We're all hanging out, we're talking in the group, and then the message board or whatever you want to call it. Like 10, 15 minutes rolls around, prof doesn't show up, and I'm like, whatever leeway it happens, I'm not going to judge because I don't show up to my 8 a.m. on time. 30, 45 minutes roll around. She's still not here. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm cranky. I want to get out of this Zoom call. I want to go back to bed. Like, let's pick up the pace here. Well, hour in, she shows up, apologizes, blah, blah, blah. We're all like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's go. Come on. We want to get it over with. And the funny thing about this professor is she's a time Nazi. Like, I've shown up to class late. And she's the type of professor to, like, call you out. Like, you'll walk in and she'll, oh, welcome to the class, Adam. Real name's Adam. Welcome to the class, Adam. Nice to have you. Nice to see you today. And everyone's looking at you and you're just mortified. You just want to sit down and be like, please, God, don't call me out. Well, she showed up late. It is what it is. Starts off the class with everyone's favorite game, the icebreaker. What's your name? Where are you from? Tell me something interesting about you. Now, the thing is about this class in particular is it's program restricted. So we've all known each other. Most of them have known each other for four years. I've been here last year, but I still know everything about them. Uh, Hi, my name's AJ. You may know me as Adam, but I go by AJ. I'm from Sault Ste. Marie. Tell me something interesting about yourself. Well, due to a pandemic, I played video games for six hours a day for the last five months. I have nothing interesting. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't know if I would because I gave away all my interesting facts last year. Now, I have three more classes left for the week, so I definitely have to do more icebreakers. And I think I'm just going to give people my SIN number if they want it. That's probably the only interesting thing left about me. Following that, I mean... I was expecting like the typical Zoom class, like, you know, you read off the slides, I'm nodding off, probably hitting my head on the desk to wake up a couple times. But she she assured us, she's like, no, this is not going to be the same type of class you've had. Uh, like, we will we'll be more interactive, I'll get you guys involved, the whole nine, and we're like, oh, perfect, like, that's awesome. 
Well, halfway through Rose Round, I have like four notes taken. They're all exactly off the slides that she's reading from. Now, it wouldn't be fair to call her a liar because she did somewhat of a good job, but I'm also not going to call her a truther. Shout out Jake and Josh. But it was uh, it was a typical Zoom class. I'm going to have to adjust to it. I mean, I've taken some... I've taken some online classes, some bullshit electives. They didn't really acquire a lot of attention, so I was never worried. But this is like the first time I've had serious classes and an entire semester online, obviously. So it'll be an adjustment. We will see how it goes. I got It's bringing me back to reality, like I said, so I'm excited. Time to, uh, time to lock in, accomplish some shit. You know, I got one year left, and I'm not trying to come back to school, so I got to get my assignments done, all that garbage on time, and get the hell out of here as soon as humanly possible. So last episode, I ended off by talking about my fate, and it all relied on one thing. The Boston Celtics versus Toronto Raptors. I'm a diehard Celtics fan. Me and my cousin Corey, only Celtics fans I know, he actually goes to school in Boston, so he left me here all alone. It's me versus the world is what it feels like, me versus an entire country. I'm getting texts, DMs, tweets, the whole nine, just roasting me over the last five games. And it was a good five games. I'm not mad. 2-2. And... The part that annoyed me was game six rolls around the officiating. I don't want to be that stupid fan. This is the officiating ruined us the game. There were obviously other factors, but I'm also fucking pissed. I'm going to keep that a stack with you guys. Like the Raptors fans. I know I think they're delusional and they have ability to wipe out certain parts of the game that does that, that the negatives and just talk about the positives. And it's like nothing ever happened. And for me being a Celtics fan looking the other way, I'm like, you guys are, Idiots. Like, it, it just sends me over the edge. They get under my skin. I'm not going to lie. First five games, like I said, the officiating was bad, but it was in the side of Boston's favor. So I heard about it. I heard them bitch, whine, and cry for five games. You guys were getting the upper hand. You're paying off the refs. I'm like, listen, shut up, okay? Another thing I hear, there's a man by the name of Marcus Smart, a man I will take a bullet for. I love to death. He is the hardest worker. He is me if I were 6'3", 250, and could play basketball. I don't know what, how much he actually weighs. That's probably He probably sounds out of weight, out of shape by saying that. I will take a bullet for this man. Now, what he's known to do, he's known to flop a little bit. You know, he sells a call. He's, he's, he's good at it. He, it works for him. It's part of his game. He gets under people's skin. But I hear about it. I mean, they, they text me like, this guy's a pussy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, shut up, okay? Game six rolls around. The officiating is brutal for Boston. And the Raptors star point guard, Kyle Lowry, is flopping. He is creating an absolute theatrical experience. Now, I can guarantee one thing. Post-basketball career, he will have an Oscar under his belt in absolutely no time. He will get all the gigs. It's ridiculous. So, after game six, stressful game, double overtime, freaking out the entire time. You know, and I came back. When you hear someone bitch and cry for five games, you t- it rubs off on me. It rubs off on anyone. So, of course, I came back with a couple chirps, you know, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart doesn't flop as half as much as Lowry. The officiating was brutal. Well, they it's like it never happened. No, it was completely fair. Lowry didn't do this shit. I'm like, like what game are you watching? Because I know we're watching not watching the same one. As much as I'm a diehard fan, I, you know, I try to keep it 100 because I played basketball the entire time, like my entire life. So, I, I know how it goes. Not to them. No, I am totally wrong. They saw nothing. I am completely delusional. It was frustrating. I mean, game six was frustrating as a whole. I watched it alone in my room, door shut. I was completely locked in. If I would have filmed myself, you guys would have thought I killed someone and I was pacing around my room trying to figure out how to cover up the murder. I mean, I was pulling my hair out. I thought I was going to pass out. My heart was just sinking. It was, it was an emotional roller coaster, to say the least. Now, game seven, Friday night, 
I am nervous. I think Boston's going to win. I'm not being too confident. I don't want any bad karma, any bad juju. I'm trying to keep it as even as possible. But I'm telling you right now, if Boston loses, I don't know what I will do. I've currently purchased real estate in Saudi Arabia if I have to go off the grid if Boston loses. Excuse me. I will go into hiding. You won't hear. You won't see me. Nothing. Social media will be completely wiped. I don't know if I can take that backlash because, like I said, there's like 20 or 30 people easily coming from my throat if Toronto loses. And I'm prepared to take it. As sad as it is, I'm prepared. But I also don't think I'll have to. I got faith in the Celtics, faith in my boys. And you best believe if the uh, if the Boston Celtics win, I'm coming for everyone's head. Like, I will be loud. I will be obnoxious. I'm going to throw it in their face. But that's it. You get you get what you give. You know what I mean? So I'm expecting expecting a Celtics win. I'm preparing somewhat for the worst. I'm not I'm not being a Debbie down. I'm not going to say they'll lose, but I'm I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm sure they are too. They won't admit it because like I said, they're delusional. I mean, Toronto people I think are a little bit weird in general in my time being here. I went downtown four four or five days ago and I'm leaving the Eaton Center and there's like loud noises, chants. I couldn't really tell. I walk outside and it's like 30 people, probably ages 50 to 80 with big signs on anti-mask, fuck mask, free country. I'm like, what is going on here? And they get in your face. Like they love to yell. They're ridiculous when they do it. They're, they have no regard for anyone else. They have no regard for the fact there's a pandemic going on, but that's all in part because it's not real. I mean, the crackhead on the corner told me holding the sign that the pandemic's real and the government's lying to us. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my mom always told me growing up that you should definitely listen to the crackhead 50-year-old lady screaming in your face that a pandemic is is fake. So, of course, I believed it, took my mask off instantly, threw it away. Guys, this whole thing is a sham. All the world leaders lied to us. They were just pulling a huge prank. Ashton Kusher is going to come out in no time and tell us we all got got, I guess you could say. It's... It's stupid. I was, I, I thought it was funny. I know some people get annoyed and you see it all over Instagram. I think it's funny because I don't know what they, what, what belief they have that this whole thing's fake. It's ridiculous. Like, I think you got to be built differently. You have to be clinically insane to look at like a, like a fact sheet and say, yeah, no, it's fake. They're completely bullshitting. And yet they, when you ask them about it, they'll be like, oh, I watched a video on YouTube about some 15-year-old boy who's a Trump supporter who told me the uh, the pandemic's fake. It's all a sham. So it's stupid. I mean, in general, I don't think masks are a bad thing. First off, it's a piece of fabric over your mouth, okay? Like, they're, they're acting like it's a 400-pound weight on your face and you can't breathe at all. Like, relax a little bit, Karen. It's, it'll be all right. Take a deep breath. It's a piece of fabric. I honestly don't think masks are that bad. One. The first question I have for anybody listening, have you ever seen an attractive anti-mask protester? I'm going to say this, the mask is doing them a favor. It's making them look more attractive than they already weren't. It's it, That's what I find funny. I'm like, you should probably wear a mask. It would do you wonders. I mean, you, you look like complete shit. You're clearly up all night brainstorming how the hell you can change the world with your stupid protest outside of an Eaton Center with 20, 30 of your crackhead friends. Stupid as hell. I mean, being a 22-year-old 20, kid, you know when I get acne. The mask hides that acne. It's not bad. I also have a cheesy mustache that I really enjoy, but my mother and friends chirp me for, so it covers up that, but I still get to enjoy it in my own home. A lot of people. I go downtown. You know, you're on the subway. They have nasty breath. It's like people don't know how to brush their teeth. The mask covers that, and it also makes you realize that you don't brush your teeth, so it's a really big positive in that way. Now, 
if you, there's obviously protests that are good. I'm all for the ones going on right now. I'm not saying all protests are bad. I'm saying these stupid ones. Like I will, you could go downtown Toronto and you'll have people yelling at you at why you shouldn't wear a toque in the middle of winter in minus 20 degree. And they will believe it. They will protest. I will go to want to go to McDonald's and they'll be protesting that Wendy's is better. It's like, why do you give a shit so much what I want to do? I mean, if it's not completely serious, like if I want to wear a toque in the winter, if I want to go to McDonald's, you're getting damn what I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And your weird ass isn't going to change my mind. I'm, I, for some reason, I'm overly passionate. This is like a grind my gear segment. But like I went downtown uh, and they had the they had a rally for fur. Now, I'm not saying like th those protests are stupid. I'm just saying I don't know what they think they're going to tell me that's going to change my mind. I do own a nice jacket. It does have fur on it. But like these people, middle of winter, I kid you not, they're laying on the mushy, like snow-filled, freezing cold road, laying down. I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. Like this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. They're laying down, yelling at people. And I had a lady get in my face. This was before the whole Corona thing, don't worry. And she's getting in my face, yelling at me. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take off this jacket and just throw it out? Is that what you think is going to happen? Because I'm telling you right now, it's not. Like it it costed money. I don't have a lot and I'm not about to do it. Like there's no point in time where she was going to be like, she was going to yell enough in my face that I'm going to be like, all right, here, let me cut it up, throw it in the trash. I'll move on, freeze my ass off the whole ride home. Complete ridiculous. I don't know what it is with, with like, it's something happened in their childhood. I'm still trying to figure out. Sometimes I'll just lay at night and wonder. It's, uh, it's speechless. Like, you got to see it for yourself. You got it. One time you'll go downtown Toronto and you'll see someone yelling for the dumbest shit. And you'll be like, oh, now I get what he's talking about. And they will have no regard for you. They will get in your face and they will, they think right then and there, you're going to change, you're going to change everything you've ever thought about. You're going to have a completely new mindset. Coronavirus is fake. Don't ever go to McDonald's. And if you ever wear your toque in the winter again, you're a brain dead idiot. We'll see. Um, let me know if you guys ever fall for those tricks. And if you do, all the power to you. You're allowed to believe whatever you want, but you're also stupid. I'm just going to say that. Speaking of laying in bed, the two nights ago, this is super random, kind of off topic. My dad sends me a TikTok and I'm an avid TikTok user. And oftentimes I'll spend like two or three hours just watching TikToks before I get, it's not healthy. I should probably read a book more, but I don't. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if he ever gets to the side of the TikTok side of TikTok that I see, which is the most toxic and horny place I've ever seen. It's worse than any forum you could read. It's worse than any Pornhub site you could go on. Insane. And I'm like, if he ever gets to that point where he sees some of the TikToks I do and he asks me about it, I will be mortified to tell him what's going on. For example, the Odell Beckham situation. Now, I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to depth. I'm not saying it's real. I'm not saying it's fake. If you want to Google it, Google it. Be warned. It's ridiculous. I was in disbelief the morning I woke up and read it. But I think back, it's like the birds and the bees talk. Like when you were growing up, you you never want, you knew the conversation was coming and you never wanted to have it with your parents. This is kind of how I feel. I never want to get to a point where I have to explain some horribly racist or horny or weird joke about TikTok that my dad sends me. It's, it's something I fear, but it's, I think it's going to be reality. I mean, TikTok's like the the weirdest shit ever. It's entertain as entertaining as it is. Like if you look, like if you take a step back, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Now, being an HR, you're told to like Google, just Google the name. Social media come up. I'm mortified for the day where I have to Google someone and they have a great resume and they have the worst TikTok posts I've ever seen. And I'm not saying bad dancing. I'm saying just 15 year old girls back when they were 
you know, 13 showing their hoo-haws for a guy with a couple with – with his ears pierced and a perm. Mortified. That's that, though. It's a little bit of a short episode, but I'm okay. My ADHD is kicking in. It's time to be like, you know what? They don't want to listen to me anymore. But I hope you guys really enjoyed. Loved recording this. This is one of my most favorite one. I was passionate as hell. Upcoming weeks, I want to have some people on. Believe it or not, my mother texted me and said she wants to come on down the line. And if you know her, you know that'll be an absolute treat. She's probably got some ridiculous stories about me. I know she does. Uh, you guys will love to hear them. Wild childhood. Great lady. But that's kind of the direction I want to go in moving forward. You know, just have people come on, shoot the shit, share a couple laughs, some good stories, some stuff everyone can relate to. You know, people in college, whatever. My mom, as weird as that sounds. But yeah, thanks for listening. It's my birthday weekend. I'm going out. Going to have one or two, you know, three drinks. Too many. But it's a birthday weekend. I'm going to eat. Like I said, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to enjoy responsibly. I hope you guys all enjoy responsibly. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Love you. See you later.